Oh, Helen Hatzis. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I mean, despite you know what's going on, we're we're adapting really well so far. That's good. Uh, thank you so much for for taking the time to be on the uh, on the Fact Up podcast. Uh, I wanted to kind of uh, get you on because uh, not only are you super well accomplished, you're you're super positive, but you're also um, you're also a super real person. Uh, and so we, I don't, honestly, I was thinking about it earlier today. I don't remember that. I don't remember when we met. I remember. You do? Of course. Oh, enlighten me. Okay. So it was near Ontario place. And I don't remember, um, which, uh, destination marketing organization it was for, but we were outside and I, I, I looked over and I'm like, do I know him? Have I seen him at an event before? And then anyway, we just started talking and, and I, and I asked you if you were Greek. And that okay. was it. We were friends from That's the it. Are You Greek point. That was it. That's it. <laughs> really? Okay. Well, I don't remember, but I, I, I don't even remember the outside part, <laughs> much less the marketing part. All right. I got to go. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm, so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. That's hilarious. Anyway, um, thank you so much. And, and you know, you, you always kind of uh, spread those positive vibes. So, I, okay. you know, I wanted to kind of have you on and, and spread some positivity. Uh, usually we'd be talking about, you know, what your latest trip is and, and was and where you're going. It was in my um, kitchen, but... Right, it's the kitchen. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's got its own airport code. I've, I've seen yeah. that meme going around. But, the, the, you know, the conversation today is going to be slightly different, dictating kind of the times of, that we live in. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, my first question for you, I guess, is, you know, you've helped athletes with special needs. Uh, you created an organization called Aloha Toronto. It's an annual day camp. Uh, for people living with autism, you're a, a Governor General Award recipient uh, for your charitable and, and not-for-profit work over the past two decades. Um, you were also recognized as Canada's one of Canada's one nicest <laughs> persons for Canada's 150th birthday in 2017. What were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> My question was, how does one even make that list? I have no idea. I just got to honestly, I mean, I don't know. because. I got to figure that out. But, um, I just got a call and they said, um, and, and actually I was at an IPW uh, travel event and they were like, by the way, you've been nominated. So you're in the like, you know, of the top 10. And then they do pick one person who is the nicest person in Canada. And, uh, and, and so I was, I, I don't even know how to, like, I, it's still, it's just, it's so surprising, <laughs> a little surreal. Right. I, I'm honored. I mean, it's come on. When anybody, you know, says something nice about you, it's nice. I'm just not very good at, you know, receiving compliments. I like giving them, but I'm not so good at getting them. Yeah, I, I feel you with that. I <laughs> yeah. feel you with that. And and yeah. um, you know, the I, I, I can imagine how you were feeling when I was listing off the different things that you've done. Yeah. Oh, part yeah. of. And we were chatting recently and it, I think you said it was your it was your dad who said by the time you're born to the time you pass away, you gotta fill that time up with experiences. Yeah, that's nice you remember that. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, because I mean, at, at the other, you know, at the end of the day, it's 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 uh, it's what you do, but um, it's what you do for other people uh, that kind of bring you the most happiness. And then when praise is is shunned upon you, uh, you you uh, you have a personality where you don't you'd rather kind of put that focus on other people. Yeah, it just feels weird. I I don't know. My mom always said like just say thank you, and some of my good friends say that, but it's like oh, okay, thank you. Like, right. It's just, right. Right. Just, I don't know. Right. I don't, I don't know if I'll ever learn to not, it's not that I don't appreciate it. Of course I appreciate when someone says something nice. Who doesn't want to hear something nice? I'm not, I'm just, 
not good at receiving it and I don't know how to thank people. And that's right. why my mom was like, say thank you, but it just doesn't seem like enough. What, what, what is your, and what is your ideal answer to, to a compliment instead of thank you? <laughs> All right, what's next? What else can we do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. No, and you know what I do? I always, it's funny because uh, it, it gets pointed out all the time. I'll try to find something negative. Oh, well, it wasn't that good. You know, I could have done better. Right. And they're like, just shut up. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. I'll, I'll figure it out one day. Maybe, maybe well, not. Here's, here's uh, something else uh, to throw your way. You're also an established tribal, uh, travel writer. Oh, by the way, also that. Uh, and we'll get into that. But you're also the, um, the chief community officer for uh, Genius 100. Yeah. Um, an organization that kind of inspires the creation, expansion, new knowledge and solutions. What does that mean exactly? You know what? Um, it's, it's to bring together like brilliant people who are at the top of their, their game to help solve issues faster. And we can't solve every single issue. You know, we're limited right now to a group of 100 and some people are not working on, you know, uh, some of the world issues that we would like to tackle. But ideally, we want to utilize this amazing group of people kind of bring them together, have that synergy, you know, and, and a lot of these people have never met each other before. So that's the whole sort of model behind it is to bring really incredible people together to help find a solution faster than if they're working in a silo, so to speak. And what, what types of people are they from all sorts of kind of walks of life? Are they from a particular industry, a particular sphere who, you know, give us some examples as to who I mean, exactly. Sure. They're, they're all over the map. Like you have, um, like there's one guy named Jose Miguel Sokoloff. And if you look at his Ted talk, it's absolutely brilliant. Here's this guy who's at the top of his game in marketing. He's a global uh, CEO for, um, uh, for a marketing uh, firm and he's based in, in London, but he's originally from Colombia. So he grew up in Colombia and all he's ever known is the uh, Gorilla warfare or the FARC. And that's all he's ever known. Like the, this, you know, this, this, um, atrocity that's going on there and the government was at their wits end and what did he do well they came to him and they said listen we, we need your help and so we thought okay I have I he's very talented and so is his team at a way of you know uh, presenting messaging in a certain way I mean he's a marketeer right so he used marketing for good and he found a way to bring the FARC or the Gorilla to their knees and people started leaving the jungle because that's where they were they were all like mm -hmm. you know deep in the jungle and how did they get to them they did things like put like Christmas lights, you know, at the entrance of the jungle, because they would go in and out to get uh, provisions. Uh, they would take like globes, these these clear globes with messaging in them, and you know, shoot them down the river. And you know, they would slowly collect them and read them, and it just reminded them that oh my God, I I had a family before I I became part of this other community. Like I have a family back home that loves me. And, and that's, that's all it took. It was just that messaging, reaching out to their hearts, hitting them emotionally. And his TED talk, I really recommend it because I, I, I can only give you a very high level sort of overview, but it's, it's incredible. So it's people like that who, you know, he can help other visionaries like a Jan Creamer who um, has dedicated her lives to rescuing, you know, animals like Tiger King is the, is a big TV show right now. Like, oh my God, I cannot believe this kind of programming is is getting so much attention and at the end of this like yeah it's interesting because you know you're, you're looking at these wacky it's like the worst soap opera ever but it's not fiction it's actually real mm -hmm. but they don't talk about oh look at these poor animals these animals who don't have a voice 
you know, to, to say something other than the last title for like maybe 10 seconds on the screen, there are more animals in captivity in the U.S. than there are in the wild. Okay, what's the call to action? What next? Mm-hmm. And then you have like one of our visionaries, Jan Creamer, who I just mentioned, who actually goes into like more specifically now Latin American countries. She changes the laws. She's from England and she's going to another country to change their laws to stop roadside zoos, to stop these roadside circuses, and to um, you know rescue the animals, take them away from these abusive people. Because any animal that is in captivity like that is abused, mm-hmm. okay? You cannot make an animal do tricks like that unless you beat the shit, and I apologize mm-hmm. for saying that, mm-hmm. and beat the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. And, um, so she'll, she'll rescue them. And then she said, like, she just sent about like 18 lions and tigers to this beautiful reserve, which is like a retirement home because these animals cannot be put back in the wild because they've been brought up in captivity. Um, and she gives them the ability to live a beautiful life free from, from danger. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, 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 these are the kind of people. So like a Jose could help her with her messaging so that it impacts people. So when we see shows like this, this Tiger King, mm-hmm. people will think, oh my God, you know what? That isn't right. I shouldn't go and pose with a baby tiger because you know, this poor thing is gonna have a horrible life. Mm-hmm. You know? Does it take sensationalism to bring attention to things like this? It seems to work, you know? I mean, look at the stuff that, 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 that people in general are watching, like the Kardashians. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm all that materialism, like, you know, now that we're all living in isolation, we're really learning quickly that we do not need a lot to be happy. You know, as long as we have a roof over our head, you know, we have access to Wi-Fi, which is part of our life now that keeps us connected to people, Zoom and all that wonderful stuff. Um, and we have food, like what really, what, what more do you need? And, and, you know, you need a sense of purpose, but you don't need all of that stuff that like the Kardashians, you know, with all the, 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 plastic surgery and the clothes, all those clothes and yeah, all that material stuff. Now you played an instrumental role in the, uh, in the development of the world's first 3d book. It was released in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that uh, would love to Google that, I really recommend you Google first 3d book breakfast television, and you'll see an amazing <laughs> five minute clip of Helen uh, on city TV in Toronto talking about the book. For those who don't know the contents of the book, what's the book all about and how can it help with people's state of mind today? Sure. So, um, so I was approached a number of years ago by my good friend, Elandi Vaughn, who was working um, on a project to commemorate the centennial of Albert Einstein's theory of relativity, which was, so the centennial was in 2016. And he worked at an organization called the Canadian Friends of the Hebrew University. Okay, why does that matter? Well, Einstein, Sigmund Freud, and two other notable individuals, but I always mention those two because they're well-known names, started a university called the Hebrew University in Israel before Israel was even a state. Mm-hmm. Like, go for it. Right. You know, like the, no limits to this guy's imagination. Right. Um, and so, you know, as the Canadian friends, they do a lot to support the university and they wanted to do something, you know, unique as Einstein is one of the biggest brands. So anyway, flash forward, they, you know, they were thinking of doing a bust that didn't work out. And, and then Ron Arad, who is this incredible, you know, artist, designer, furniture designer, architect, you name it, the guy is brilliant, um, was approached to do something and, and he doesn't like to be told what to do, but not in a bad way. He's just like, no, I got a better idea. He's actually a really cool 
laid back kind of guy. And he's like, I got a better idea. So it was his idea to do a 3D book. And then my job uh, was, so they hired me to find individuals to not only be a part of you know, the G100, which is now what it's called, but it was at that time it was called the Einstein Legacy Project, but was to find 100 people across 10 categories, so like arts, um, leadership, innovation, science, technology, um, environment, um, philanthropy and humanities, and I'm missing a couple, sorry, but, but to, to, to gather them, and they were vetted by a huge international committee. And then, and then I worked with them, not after you know, asking them to be a part of this, um, what we wanted or what we needed from them was their 250 word vision statement of the future. So their vision of the future. Mm -hmm. So this book, so really you have to watch, there's also another video, it's called the making of like Genius 100, the making of the 3D book, if you just mm -hmm. Google that. Mm -hmm. And it really shows you like Ron designing it, you know, how it looks coming out of the printer. It's like an archeological revelation. Mm -hmm. It literally goes in as a file, comes out as a full 3D book. There's no separate binding. It all comes out in one piece. Like it's insane, mm -hmm. the technology. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. So brilliant that we printed a prototype um, on the International Space Station. Wow. Yeah. And that's included in that video. So, so that was my role was to, you know, work with these, these amazing individuals who've made an impact, not only on humanity, but all inhabitants of earth and to share their vision so that maybe for, you know, future generations can look at this and use that as, um, as inspiration because these people are truly in their own right are truly inspirational. You know, the, the segment that I was mentioning on City TV, you guys were actually wearing gloves to, to handle the book. Yeah. Um, the, you mentioned the video of the making of the book. It, it actually is Albert Einstein's kind of profile, and it's almost like yeah. an optical illusion. It's yes. an awesome, awesome segment on City TV. Thank um, you. Yeah, it's pretty any, cool. Does anything stand out from the vision statements of the 250 words? Does any, does any one particular person's vision statement kind of stand out to you? Yeah. Um, you know what? They're all so interesting. There's one that is like one line and then there's one uh, Ridley Scott, director Sir Ridley Scott, which is like the longest one. So his is more in the middle to accommodate um, that length. But he, he, you know, for someone like him who is, um, it's not so much exactly what he said, but the tone of it. Like, you know, people in film, like they look at someone like Ridley now in his 80s as like a, an absolute visionary in the world of film he he has changed the way people make film i mean he, he he's a pioneer um but he doesn't take himself so seriously and i think I, like what i gathered from his vision statement was you know everything is there it's just how you interpret things and he just happened to be lucky to notice something and interpret it in a certain way so am i a visionary maybe but you know what i'm just i'm just curious and open-minded and, and he just made it accessible for anybody that, you know, that, you know, wants to achieve something in life, but they feel intimidated because they don't think they're good enough because they compare themselves to like these visionaries. He really brought it down to a level of like, if I can do it, you can do it. And that, that, that really impressed me. And you mentioned the word curious. Yeah. Uh, which leads to my next point. You're also the chief exploration officer of Trip Jaunt. <laughs> That's a good uh, spin on CEO, isn't it? You like that? You like that? I like I that too. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> now your site features uh, destination guides, travel pieces, uh, yeah. the four pillars 
that you mentioned on the site that Trip John achieves with every piece. Yeah. Eat, play, chill, stay. Yeah, because that's what you do, right? <laughs> that's what you do. My yeah. question for you is these days, what does eat, play, chill, stay look like for you? <laughs> Not much. Okay, so, okay, so that's a good question. So eat, I'm trying, it's so hard to be creative when you can only go shopping once a week because I'm really abiding by this, the social distancing, physical distancing protocol. So just trying to be creative. And I have a 15-year-old daughter who is particular. She has a particular palate. So, so that's a challenge every day. Right. Three meals. Like I could just eat leftovers. So just try. So that is whatever. I, I don't want to forget. Let's not go there. Right. right. <laughs> so, so play like in January, I decided maybe it's like a new year's resolution. I don't know. I just decided fresh start of the year. I'm going to learn guitar. So I've been doing that every day. And that's right. honestly one of the best things I've ever done for myself. It's, it's awesome. You play, I uh, chill. I like watching uh, documentaries and that's what I do at the end of the day, like just before I go to bed and stay uh, from my room to the couch. <laughs> you went from a, one travel a meme to another. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's really easy to get down these days and you, it, you know, you can go down rabbit holes of news information and uh, get lost in the negativity. Yeah. I don't want to do that. And I'm not, I'm not about that. And, and yeah. this podcast has nothing with that. So my, my next question for you is, what inspires you these days? Where do you find inspiration during times that aren't um, as optimistic, kind of generally? How do you find that? What inspires you and, and how do you find that inspiration these days? And you know what? Because um, I feel pretty positive in general. So I, I and I just, I, I think I just look at things through a different lens. So, you know, when I see even though they shouldn't be outside, I'm seeing more people than not jogging. And I work from home, so I know who the regulars are, you know? And I'm just seeing like a bunch of people, you know, um, trying to improve their life. Like even when I'm talking to friends on online, I, I, I gather everybody every Saturday, we do like a master class and, or something creative every Saturday. like, and I just hear about, like we do a roll call and everybody just shares what they've been doing. And I notice, and especially with my really close friends, They've, they've adapted, you know, people who are so set in their way, so like North American, like that Western driven business person have learned to just kind of take it down a notch or two. And I find that, you know what, when I, when, when you see people change to me, that's inspiring because you can't change a person. They can only do it themselves. So it's, it's a simple thing, but I mean, I really noticed it. Um, I still like every time we get together, I notice things like that. You mentioned uh, picking up the guitar and, uh, and, and doing something that uh, I assume you've always wanted to do, but haven't had enough time. And now it's, you've kind of made it a resolution since January to do it. Um, a lot of people are, are reinventing themselves for those yeah. who have the courage to kind of reinvent themselves, look at themselves in the mirror and change something about themselves. As you mentioned, yeah. um, a lot of people uh, potentially uh, who have been working these nine to five jobs and are miserable uh, are looking at all these people who have been traveling and saying, well, I can do that too. I can do some uh, viral video or write a, a viral article, but I just, I, I can't take that step. So what do you say to people who have been sitting on the fence for such a long time because they've been busy working or taking care of the family, paying bills, life things, but now they have a little bit more potential opportunity to take that step and follow those travel dreams, be it a writer, be it a videographer, be it a photographer. What's your advice to take, what's your advice for people to take that first step? You know what? I, I always say, okay, 
Nike's got the best tagline. You just do it, just do it. And, and uh, Richard Saul Worman, who's one of our, um, our visionaries, he's the guy who started TED. He said, look, I'm not really good at anything in particular. Uh, he said it more eloquently than that, but I'm just giving you sort of like the Coles notes version or crib notes. But he said the only, the, like the reason why things have worked out for like speaking in his voice, the things that, you know, why things have worked out for me in life is because I have been so curious. And if I can't find something online uh, to satisfy my, my curiosity, I go and do it. And then time, like it, but it's true. Like anything that any of us want to do, if we're really hungry about it or really curious, we just make it happen. You just find the time and you just have to like, even with guitar, who would have thought I had a guitar for 10 years, Jim, mm -hmm. 10 years. This is a new one, but I had one for 10 years. I just sat in my house. Mm -hmm. I had all the time in the world. I just wasn't ready for it. But if, if somebody's ready for it and they want to do it, you'll make the time just once, like, just do it one step. <laughs> what is what's it? I'm the worst at expressions. One yeah. Front of the other. That's it. And yeah. and get in front of your keyboard or typewriter or notepad mm. and just write down a word. Yeah. Um, yeah. But speaking of travel, um, you've traveled around the world. You're traveling, you know, for the foreseeable future. I guess, you know, everybody has a break now. Mm -hmm. um, but what does the travel experience look like post COVID 19? You know, I, I think people uh, who, I mean, because people are saving, hopefully saving, I've been saving money and not just like binge buying and stuff. But I could see a lot of people traveling just because it's that need, that cabin fever they need to get out, even if it's just a road trip in their car. Um, but what I'm hoping is, yeah, I mean, people should explore 100%. I mean, the best education is going out and seeing something through your own lens, you know, with your own two eyes. Um, what I'm worried about is that, um, you know, uh, that, that people won't, I, I'm always worried about people not respecting uh, the places that they visit. And I don't mean they're vandalizing it or whatever, but just, you know, leaving such a huge carbon footprint, you know, and going to places like, you know, like the sea world and visiting like animals in captivity and going to these terrible places. I, I just like, for me, go visit the world. But if you could just be a, a, a conscious moral human being and, 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 and not, you know, um, go and see these things because th they won't exist. They only exist because we pay to go and, and see these things. So if people could just not, that would be right. great. I hate telling people what to do, but this is like, for me, it's so important because I see the brutality through, like, I learned so much through the visionaries. Like this is stuff like I can't unsee now. And I'm so sensitive. It's the stuff that wakes me up in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. you know? And I just like, we can all make a difference. And I just, I just hope when people travel, they travel with a, like I said, with a conscious. Responsible conscious. travel, informative travel, um, yeah. uh, I guess mature travel. Yeah. Right? Where you're not, yeah. you know, clotheslining people with maybe your selfie stick, but you're actually going there to experience something, taste yeah. something, breathe something. You don't um, need to swim with the dolphins. Like, right. Like, right. Like, yeah. Right. Uh, last question. Yeah. What lessons have, have your travels and your line of work taught you over the years and how have you applied it over time? Oh, these are like, <laughs> that's a good question. It's a loaded uh, question. And in all fairness, it is a loaded question, yeah. but for, I'll give you an example. So for me, it's, it's, it's always been about the experience and never about the selfie. Yeah. And, it, and it's about understanding that if a chef, a cook, a line cook, the, the, the idea of celebrating 
the healthcare workers is not new for me personally. Oh, I know. The waiter, the bus boy, the bus girl, whoever, it's all part of a team of people who are trying to make an experience the best it can be. Right. So for me, if, for example, I'll just point out a restaurant. If a chef is making something, it's not just a dish. It's a family recipe that's been handed down for generations and it's soul on a plate. So I guess from, from my point of view, my travels have taught me to appreciate the experience of everything more. Right. And because you've also traveled extensively, far more extensively than I have, what experiences kind of, um, you know, what lessons have you learned from your travels that you maybe didn't appreciate even five years ago, even last year? Yeah, I always learn something, you know, for me, again, it's like, I always, I, I go in with like a op open arms, open heart. And I just, I want to learn everything. Like I even try to learn like phrases because I want to engage. Like I'm just, I love culture. I love languages. I love people. And you know what? Yes, we're all humans, but we're, we are different. We, we do things differently. We celebrate, you know, whatever uh, cultural, you know, whether it be religious or traditions. I mean, we're different in that way. And I love those differences because that's what makes the world so interesting. And so for me, my takeaway is that I, I, I just learn something new every time. I try, to, I try to learn new things. I don't want to go as Helen and look, I'm not trying to go find myself or anything like that. I just want to go open-minded and I want to come back, like you were saying, with new experiences, new appreciations. And, and new knowledge, because I love to share stories with people. And if I could gather like really cool stories that I've, um, you know, from, I'm just trying to think there's so many going through my head. Like when mm -hmm. I was in Greece for the first time, I mean, my family is Greek. I'm first generation Canadian. And when did I go to Greece? The first time was two years ago, mm -hmm. two years ago. And I went with my daughter and I, I, oh my God, it was like, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain that, but it just, it, there was something so, um, so special. Like I, it's like, I, I, you know, when you feel a part of something and you can't, you know, and that's what it felt like. It felt like home, even though I wasn't even in the area of where my parents were from, but just being amongst, you know, hearing all these Greek speakers, it was that, that level of, I don't know. It's just beautiful. I call that a tangible intangibility. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. You, but you feel me, it, but you can't, you can't talk about it. Yeah, I have a lot of those experiences where it's just like you have to see it for yourself. And I think that's why I like to do like travel writing. And and on our on our blog, like we do not write about a place we haven't been to. Mm -hmm. And that's why there's a lot of empty spots because people will say, Well, you don't have a travel blog on this or a destination guide on that, because we haven't been there yet. And we're mm -hmm. not gonna BS it because right. that's that's so inauthentic and that's not fair to you, the reader. But I, I if 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 we can just stay on this travel bit just for a second. I wish everybody would travel because I think people would be more kind to each other because they would understand each other a little bit more. You know, not everybody that comes here has to, you know, comes to, has to assimilate. I love that people still maintain a certain dress that they wear that makes them comfortable, you know, or, you know, they, they, they create restaurants because it reminds them of home. And then we get to experience that, you know, and we're not from there. So to have that, I, I just, I think people should understand that we're all, we're all different. Yes, we're human, but we're, we're different and different is okay. It's pretty cool. It is amazing. I, I lied. I have one more question. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my brain. <laughs> where do you, where do you feel your soul lives? I, I, where do it, where does it live? Where have you been where you feel 
wow i can't speak i feel completely zen this is where this is where my innards <laughs> live here have you oh. felt that somewhere before oh yeah yeah and i've been back there 13 times it's israel mm -hmm. and and I'm, I've, I've been trying to figure that out forever and then i did this random Google search of my last name, because I remember my aunts telling me on, you know, on my dad's side, my dad's sister saying, oh, your great, great grandfather was a Haji. I'm like, okay, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I never thought about it. I was just like, okay, you know, cause they would tell all these crazy stories, you know, about the King of Greece having lunch with them. Like just, I'm like, who are these people? And I thought they're, they're pulling my leg, but apparently they were all true. But um, the, the thing that, um, so, so I Googled my last name, and Haji is one that makes, that takes, is a, is a person that ma uh, takes, sorry, I can't even speak English, <laughs> takes <laughs> a pilgrim or makes a pilgrimage to either Mecca or Jerusalem. Right. And my great, great, great grandfather uh, was bestowed the name Haji because he made the pilgrimage to both places. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wow. You found that all through Google? Uh, Google. Google's amazing. I wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should try it out. No. I will try it out. Yeah. I will try it out. That's fascinating. That's amazing. Yeah. So Hats is, is um, like Canadianized, but it's our last name is Haji. But before that, it was Georges. Okay. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. So I don't know. There's something bigger than all of us. And I'm not, and I, I'm not embarrassed to say this. I'm not a very, I'm a spiritual person, but not a, not a religious person. But when I hear things like this, and, and, and just like, is it happenstance? Is it coincidence that I happen mm. to love this one place so much? I don't know what it is. I just, I feel so alive when I'm there. Helen Haji. Yeah. <laughs> Helen Hadzis. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Fact Up podcast. I really do appreciate your thank time. You. I, I love talking to you, man, because it's, 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 um, it, it, it's a reflection of, of how we travel. Yeah. It's, it's meaningful. It's purposeful. It's informative uh, and it's inspirational. And so the, the reason I wanted you to be a guest is because we need that desperately. And if, if I can uh, reach out to my network of, of people who I, I know and love to be able to spread that positivity, um, that's, yeah. that's my way of writing one word on a blog post. That's amazing, Jim. Thanks um, for having me. Like, I, I, this is really cool. And I just having this conversation with you is so nice. And to put a face to uh, conversations that we can't have in person, uh, for me, that is as good as traveling right now. Yeah. And so thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. I wish you the, the best in health and, and take care of your family. And we will meet at another marketing event and have a, a drink and a coffee and, and some more inspirational conversation. I want to take your tour, by the way. Oh, when please do. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, let's do that. Please do. I would be grateful to host you. All right. Take great care. And, Thank uh, you. And this was really nice. Awesome. Great to chat with you. And we'll chat soon again in person. Okay. Bye. Ciao.